So we'll come back. We are going to continue. But, well, for those who are like all members of this group, do you remember Maggie Anderson? Yes, yeah. Do you remember she was one of the students who were coming when the, while they were studying? And she was, became a teacher, right? Uh, yeah, well, I got a letter and I started to read and was, I want to inform you that Maggie died. <gasps> this was my reaction. Then I read, I continued to write, and she entered monastic life. Oh. <laughs> she entered. Entered the monastic life. Oh. So she wrote the letter to oh. inform that she died, oh. and new person is born. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's wonderful. But like, like this first sentence, it was like punch, oh. and what oh. happened? Yeah, no kidding. But, oh. and uh, I have to forward the, not everything, but... But uh, this part when she expressed gratitude to all of you and uh, this group, and uh, she said she wrote that it gave her like solid, like understanding of spiritual life in the time of discernment and difficulties, and so I was pleased by that. I was pleased by that. And true is that, uh, and we we talked a little bit during men's group yesterday about many things while connected with this um, uh, relationship which we as men should have towards parish and this role. And it was long, a very good discussion. And uh, somehow, I don't know how it came this point that I told him that that this is great that so many people started to love these holy fathers because because if people start to read holy fathers I as a priest can be lazy <laughs> because they will do 80% of work mm. you know I, I can just like watch from outside <laughs> okay <laughs> Bad. <laughs> do more like Isaac Cyril or Mark Ascetic, <laughs> you know. But this is true, and and this was like holding me for whole day to this thought that maybe maybe this is the key for for parishes, you know, that uh, to put to the work the saints. I think this is this good, very good idea to do this. At least I, I have to praise myself a little bit. For this idea. So, so how did Maggie look? Did she have long blonde hair? No, she she um, had red hair. Red hair. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. I well, remember remember that one girl who used to come to our parish had the long blonde hair. She she uh, entered to be a nun too. I see her at uh, Our Lady of the Cedars. Yeah, I I know. What's her name? I yeah, I don't know either. But I was wondering if that was Maggie. I think that this is the second vocation from those like uh, young people who are coming here. Mm -hmm. And I am so happy that uh, all of them, because sh that lady, both of them, they came when they were like leaving uh, this area. And uh, so both they came to ask for blessing. Mm -hmm. So I knew about Maggie, I knew about both that they are are trying to take this path. Mm -hmm. 
I am very happy that uh, they make these steps. Did she say where she's um, her monastery is at? Oh, he's, she's in France. She's in France. Yes, in monastery. Oh wow! What what order? Oh, I think it's the Dominicans. It's Dominicans. I believe so. Yeah. Wow. Do you know her? Yes. Yeah, Dominicans. Okay. Wow, that's wonderful. So you have some kind of contact because she didn't leave any address, nothing. I know, but a friend does. So just pass message that uh, that we are praying for her. Okay. Okay, and then we are thanks for this letter. Good, good. So let's continue. May some mark inspires more vocations. <laughs> Text number 57. Let all involuntary <coughs> suffering teach you to remember God, and you will not lack occasion for repentance. Many times when we were uh, thinking about teaching of St. Ignatius, Branchino, or uh, Theodorus the Great, uh, many times we heard there this calling that we should keep in our heart spirit of repentance. And uh, it is this special state of heart which is not depression, you know, that we are, are totally this bad sadness in our heart, but this spirit of repentance which comes from understanding and knowing about our weaknesses and sins, about need to change or transform ourselves, but the spirit is mixed with this joy which should come from real repentance, spirit repentance, that this joy that we are on good path, that we are open to, to grace, that grace is active in us and, and that we can see uh, how God acts in our life, how he leads us towards salvation. So this is this, this strange mixture of sadness and pain of heart and in the same time, this great joy and happiness. So this is this is what holy fathers usually understand when they are talking about and remind us so many times that we should have that spirit of repentance. They are not calling us to uh, some kind of sad life. This is why many times, because it is not underst uh, understood, uh, many people don't understand this in present time, and uh, so they uh, somehow try to avoid to talk about repentance, about uh, this understanding of this negative part which, which are present in our soul. They, they try to stress more this joy, happiness, and hallelujah mood, you know, but we all feel that there is a, some kind of false, there are false tones there, false harmony there. You know, it is like, uh, there's a like joke 
that uh, I, I saw recently that man was saying to uh, send a message for some women group. He's, uh, he wrote that please, if you don't don't if you do makeup, do it with wise, you know, because it's impossible that somebody is in awe like all day. <laughs> <laughs> so the same thing is that it is uh, many people they try to be uh, like in this to have this joy of gospel, joy of faith, and. Uh, because it doesn't come naturally, so they pretend somehow they have this mask that well, always joyful. And uh, we, we can see that, and, and we can feel that that is not genuine, you know, that is not something, they can, they can uh, deceive us for a while, but after uh, several meetings we know that is mask. And we don't feel comfortable, you know, because we know that they are pretending something and they are in this role so much and for so long that it looks like natural mask, natural like and and if somebody is in a captivity of this kind of understanding of gospel, and if for somebody seems that okay if I believe in God, so it has to be in, expressed by this non-stop joy and happiness visible. So for those people, it's very difficult to to accept, to have the spirit of repentance in heart. The second thing is that, uh, uh, and, and this is, it, even if we understand it correctly, um, some kind of desire fallen nature takes us away from spirit of repentance because we don't like pain, we don't like suffering, we don't like feel not comfortable. Um, it's it's not pleasant state for us, even if it is done correctly. This repentance and. Uh, this is reason why we are really what happens is that we forget or we running away from the spirit of repentance which should be non-stop present in our heart what because it is fulfillment of christ's first commandment in gospel what we can hear what he said in mark's first chapter is i don't know which verse but he said repent because kingdom is a hand. Repenting means not once, twice. It is like continuous, like like activity. And it's it's difficult then to keep for us this this uh, commandment if because it is it's, it goes against some kind of our inclinations of our fallen nature. And this is why St. Mark, he gives us very good advice how to keep this spirit of repentance in our hearts. He says that we should allow those involuntary, involuntary, 
not voluntary, <laughs> um, uh, uh, yeah, sufferings to be our teachers, or rem- uh, they may they e- remind us that we should remember God and we should do repentance. And uh, if we take this his advice and if we try to follow this advice, so we will find, as he says, that there, there is never missing opportunity for that practice. Because life is filled totally with sufferings, smaller or bigger, but like whole day, if you go through day, it's uh, non-stop. We, we are adjusted to some things just to uh, those who are in work they have to endure maybe unpleasant colleague sometimes our uh, in marriage you know our children our children our wives or husbands they might have this little like ways how they do things and it might drive you crazy even if it's like not important small thing you know and and just because we bear that so it is suffering it is suffering when we talk to somebody and in discussion the person tells something what we don't like and we are somehow a little bit offended even it is not big thing Maybe reaction of others. You know, it's it's so easy um, and it's so common that we share something with somebody and we expect some kind of reaction. This reaction doesn't come and comes totally different reaction. And how disappointed we are, how painful it is because well, why this person doesn't see these things um, as 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 I am thinking, seeing that. And uh, so, and we can go and to touch many those things which are not just, which enter to our life. And uh, it, it can be like very heavy cross many times. So Mark knows that and he points at this, that, well, you might, you probably adjusted to all these crosses, little crosses. You take the normal. But he says, use that. Use these sufferings, these little sufferings, as an opportunity to keep spirit of repentance in your heart. And even if I say that well, somebody reacts somehow which touches me that I disrespect, so what I am supposed to do, I, I said, I can say always to myself, okay, maybe I don't deserve it now, but I committed so many sins that, uh, that I would deserve more harsh treatment than is this. And the thought really brings me to that, to that state of repentance, because immediately I can turn to God and say, Lord have mercy, 
and in a moment to to be aware that if I call upon him, like this blind man who called upon Christ and he was healed, then in the same way when I call upon God, there is some kind of healing happening in me. And, and so it is It is like, very, we have a huge benefit because this, if we, if we start to see these little things as an opportunity to keep repentance in our heart, so at first we are keeping God's commandment, Christ's commandment. And there is a reward for that. Plus, it, it really forces us to call upon Christ for healing, for mercy. And some kind of God answers this calling. So it's it's uh, a lot of work. It is a lot of work to um, to to ex- to uh, to gain this habit, to to gain this skill. But once we are able to do this, so it will be a source of many blessings for us. Comments or all right, so let's continue. Forgetfulness as such has no power, but acquires it in proportion to our negligence. Okay, so we are going to this section when he touches this forgetfulness and uh, uh, it's interesting because uh, many times we don't think about that very often and we we consider this as a, something normal that especially when we are busy and uh, we have a lot of duties and responsibilities that sometimes we forget something you know and we say, ah, it happens you know this is our nature <coughs> but the same thing this forgetfulness if it is like in not important earthly things it's nothing but if this forgetfulness um, happens in our spiritual life, we should never neglect this. Because in the beginning we can say that, uh, well, it's nothing. But once we say this and ignore that, it starts to grow it starts to grow. Um, a few weeks ago, uh, uh, one man called me from the group of Slovaks and he told me about some kind of, about his spiritual state. He said, what, what, what should I do? Because he was like in chaos. That he said, my, I I feel that my my life is in ruins. That I, and I don't know what to do, how to start. And we started to talk. And I said, What happened? You know, how how this happened that you came to this state? And he said, Well, nothing special. Just well, I was just a little bit busy. <coughs> he said, and uh, I said, Okay, what does it mean you were busy? And he said, Well. He started to explain what was happening in his life, and I said, well, did you neglect your 
uh, prayer rule. I said, well, sure, you know, there was no room for that, you know, and I was so tired in the end of the day that, well, I just said goodbye, oh Lord, forgive me, that's it. And I said, it was next day too, same. Actually, he was not for, uh, he was forgetful, we can say, because he forgot that there is a need that the spiritual uh, despair rule is something that is the most important for him. He gave priority to things which, for sure, it, they were important, but well, if you keep the main thing, you know, in heart, it, he would be able to manage that. But he became consumed by this. Um, business or these duties or works he was supposed to do. And it went like for several days, this was hectic days and suddenly he wanted to return back to normal routine and he couldn't. And not only he couldn't, he felt that the zeal was gone. He said it was like all this, this joy from spiritual work was gone. It was like uh, he said, I, I have no desire to do this. I have no zeal. I, 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 I don't have strength to do spiritual reading, even. Small thing, you know, small thing can cause, like, really big problems in spiritual life. So this is why we uh, have to be very careful and I especially I would like to stress that uh, this, this forgetfulness connected with our prayer rule. You know, if we have prayer rule, be consistent. Be like, uh, uh, keep the structure in your life. Because without that, everything started to go away. And for sure, we are in, uh, it's easy, like in monastery, you have this order, you just go. Go in s s those times for prayers, you do your prayers, and everything's like arranged perfectly, almost, we would say. But still, they have difficulties. But for sure, it is difficult for us in the world to somehow to keep this prayer rule. And because we know that there are days when we it's easy for us to do, and there are days when we are, we have more work, more duties, something not expected came, we have to deal with that. Uh, many times, you know, like, even like you can get friends as a visitor, or friends for visit evening and it can like destroy this evening prayer rule because for sure you are after that you are so tired that you cannot and then then so you you give up and then you have bad conscience and then you try to silence the conscience with making excuses or you just let it be, that you will continue.
uh, next day. So for us, because we cannot avoid these not expected changes in our life, it's important to have a prayer rule A, what is like non-stop, and to have prayer rule B. So if you, I see that my day is going to be crazy, and it is in it is not in my power to change those things. So you so okay. This day when I go with prayer rule B, it means lighter, or there's a less prayers. But still, I am keeping the structure of that. But we cannot abuse that. We cannot use that prayer rule is B for even like all these simple situations and there is a little bit more work. It's for really for these big things which come, we cannot change. And uh, so, so it should happen from here a few times, you know. We, uh, I would say rare, because we don't have these crazy days every day. Uh, if we, um, and, and it would be good if you talk to your spiritual father with this, you create this, probably you have this structure B, you say, well, if it is okay or not, you know, for this moment. And uh, still this structure, keeping the structure, keeping this prayer rule uh, will protect us against this forgetfulness, which can grow to big measures. Okay. No comments? Nothing? Okay. Well, I can just say that I have a, a prayer rule. There are some prayers that I always say at the same time during the day and then um, there's other part, prayers that I say every day but I say them wherever I can fit them in through the day All right. like morning prayer you gotta say in the morning <laughs> it depends when you are getting up <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Some teenagers, they, they start morning prayers from noon. <laughs> Not if they have a dog like I do. It gets me up at 6 o'clock every morning. And I could sleep till 10 if I'd want to. <laughs> uh, Father, how beneficial uh, do you feel it is to try to incorporate um, very structured prayers in our lives like rosaries and novenas and, and uh, prayers that, uh, you know, it, it, you feel there's, there's a real benefit for those to try to keep expanding our prayer in, into those very structured uh, well, prayers. Well, yeah, a good question, you know, that uh, uh, look, one thing is that we as a Christians, if we want to spiritually to grow spiritually, so we have to have this some kind of routine, uh, rule for life. You know, in the bulletin you can find the bulletins for one per month. We remind 
that rule for life, what it should be, what aspects and uh, steps we are supposed to keep in our life or remember in our life. And one is this aspect of prayer. So now the problem is that, you know, like this uh, tradition of spiritual life, how it was like going from generation to generation was interrupted. And uh, because of that, uh, I think that uh, many people, even Christians, are a little bit in chaos. That what to do, how to pray, what to pray, and because this, this, some kind of this, giving these wisdoms from a generation to generation was interrupted, and we are searching now what to do. So, for those in the world. Uh, and I don't want to give my what I think, but um, one elder with horrible Greek name, but well, I'm not, I don't have courage to tell this name because I would probably would, uh, but it's not important. A man came to him and the man or woman to was, again, not important. A lay person from, from world came and said, what I'm supposed to pray as a prayer rule, you know. And this elder, he told him that, I think, he said, and I'm almost sure, he said, that if you pray morning prayers, evening prayers, and Jesus' prayer during the day, when it comes to your mind, you will come to salvation. And uh, so, not only because of that, but because this morning and evening prayers that we have in this public prayer book, this set of prayers, which is there, uh, it takes 50 minutes, 20 minutes to do one or another. This set of prayers, it's something that is here for centuries. It was tested by saints, and there are words of saints. And uh, if you go through if you read at first, not prayers, if you read the prayers like with this curiosity and you write down all these requests, intentions which you can find in these prayers and when you then look through these your notes you realize that you prayed for everybody and everything. You pray for the whole world. You praise God. You um, venerated saints, you know, and you ask for all these most important things. So this is why these saints, or these elder, and before many saints, they, they were saying, for those who are, are in the world, they say, this is like foundation. So I, I would say that Yes, the world, uh, we are receiving many advices from uh, from uh, world, you know, and and we, we try to study by ourselves, you know, and we can, like now, you can go on YouTube and to ask questions and they will teach you everything, you know. I, I learned how to cook many, I, many recipes from YouTube. I learned how to fix computer, I learned how to, many, many things, you know. And 
And many times you can find on this advice we are coming from world, even like spiritual advices. Now, but those advices are given in general way, you know, or some people, some who give these advices, they, they push. Um, for example, who was that? I cannot recall his name, it was in one video, he said, there was like this call to action that let's pray rosary every day. Who doesn't pray rosary is not on the team. <coughs> oh yeah, probably. I said, well, I understand what you are saying, but it's not good advice because not everybody is <coughs> in the same spiritual level and not for everybody, for example, rosary would work. I <coughs> met many men, I talked to many men who were complaining to me that, well, they, they had this pressure that I must pray rosary, but he said, it's like, not for me, you know, that, um, especially because it was like ladies thing, maybe the I, majority was like this kind of thinking, this man that, and they didn't feel comfortable. I said, okay, if you don't, if you are not comfortable, so pray Jesus' prayer, you know. Pray 300 times Jesus' prayer and that's it. And they were, they found themselves in the prayer. This prayer gave boost to their spiritual life. So you have to, what, to, if we say that, okay, Jesus, uh, you have morning and evening prayers, this like, and you spread during the day when you call, you know, upon God, you never memory comes. So you have fundamentals. And now you have this, you read something, or somebody says something, you say, well, I should pray maybe this novena or something, you know. It seems that like a good suggestion that I would like to add to my life, spiritual life. So, before you start that, you should go to your spiritual father and said, I have this urge. I want to add to my prayer uh, rule, this prayer. And you would be surprised how many times spiritual father would say, no, keep correctly what you have. Or, or maybe start yes. to add the maybe maybe yes rosary to maybe maybe your yes prayer rule, yeah. you know but what is happening is that evil one comes with these pious suggestions and we are ending that we are piling up prayers this one this one this one this one and suddenly we realize we don't have strength to do everything and we feel bad and we feel bad, and so, but we see that we are not able to keep this, all this pile of prayers. So we start to abandon something, and in the end, we finish that we stop to pray at all. You know, so it, it, it many times it is like, even like this, even one causes that like false zeal, you know, that uh which causes you to go over your strength and limits of your soul so uh, it's 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 not wise 
to increase your prayer rule without consultation and blessing of your spiritual father. You know? Because if somebody gives this suggestion, for example, of outside world, it doesn't mean that it is good for everybody. Maybe your spiritual state, state of your soul, requires something different, different kind of prayer. And, and prayer doesn't stop, you know, because prayer doesn't stop with saying these prayers. Prayer is something much bigger. We are using words now in, of prayer to, to learn how to enter to this intimacy with God. But the end of prayer is, or the perfect prayer, or the pure prayer is, and we were talking about this many times before, is when we stop to speak, when our mind stops to think, and we stand in silence in, and in awe in front of God. And our faculties are like, like totally silent, not active, and we are like in this almost ecstasy. And at the time, this is a pure prayer. So prayer is, is, is leads us to this um, uh, intimacy with God. So it is not set of words we say, set of prayers we say. Because we are not perfect enough, and we go through purification, we need these prayers, we need these words. Because through them we are we are learning how to enter to God's presence, but this is not the end; it should continue. So your spiritual father would give you direction based on your knowing your soul that what fits for you the best. You know, I mean, don't take me wrong. Many times what you choose is fine, totally, but sometimes. But sometimes it's good to be careful not to jump on this temptation to to start with spiling up prayers and to take from here and there and to follow you know it's it's uh, it's not good that makes sense so my solution would be <coughs> at first make firm these morning and evening prayers as a firm and you can be like sure they're not going to skip anything what is important. You are praying for the whole world, for that, for praising God, praising saints, and for everything what you need for salvation. Everything is there. And if you make this foundation firm, well, don't worry. There, there will be Another step which we will be uncovered. So silent. Yeah. All right. So let's continue. Do not say, What can I do? I don't want to be forgetful, but it happens. For when you did remember, you cheated over what you owed. Mm -hmm. 
Well, he's really strict with us, and um, if we find forgetfulness, that we forget these are not only prayer rule and other uh, spiritual practices, which we, uh, which are like part of our daily rule, what we are supposed to do. Uh, many times we make these ex- uh, excuses that we are weak, that uh, and we cannot. We we just we just gave up because we just don't have strength to do something to fight with some kind of passion which comes again 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 like and so we are giving up there's like some kind of resignation and uh, Saint Mark he tells us actually don't make any excuses if you find if you found that you made a you forgot something, whatever its reason. Just try, not just go through this, just try to fix that. For example, if we neglected prayer, we should do the prayer immediately, almost if it's possible, when we realize that. And even to make longer prayer at a time as a repentance, if we if we um, were forgetful and we neglected some kind of acts of love, good deeds, let's do it immediately. Fix that immediately, uh, and and do it as a repentance. We should not go through uh, this uh, this neglect. Just all happened. It happened. And nothing. Let's continue. No, no, no. We should acknowledge that and to do repentance, to fix that. And even with some kind of more work, as a as a sign of our repentance and as a, and as a practice to remember that we are supposed to do what we are supposed to do. All right. Let's. If there are no. Do good when you remember, and what you forget will be revealed to you. And do not surrender your mind to blind forgetfulness. It it just continues in this previous text, and uh, he just stresses again that that. Uh, this importance to return back when we recognize this difficulty, or oh, this neglectance and forgetfulness, uh, that uh, again uh, he stresses that in the first part, that that to do repentance and to fix that. But the second part is that uh, we should remember. And he reminds us that if we don't do this repentance and and we don't try to fix what we neglected, this will cause that this forgetfulness will be 
grow into that measure that we become like blind to those things which serve us for and uh, for certification of our life and on our journey towards towards heaven we have to realize that there is no like like status quo in our spiritual life that in our spiritual life is non-stop change and it sometimes it feels it seems to us that well we are on the same like path nothing something and actually this is um this is um decline if we don't have this urge in us if we don't have this um this understanding that and and or evening if we don't uh, can name how many or count how many efforts we made today how many times we force ourselves to follow god's commandments to to keep this good practice in life if we don't we are not tired of that work so it means we are going down you you going up when you make effort if you start to make effort you are going down there is no like firm place that i reach some kind of level and i am there it doesn't happen in, in our life this is why he says that if we uh, ignore this for forgetfulness it will the, the journey goes down our soul is going down and uh, going to this this bigger problem and it will get to solve it gets to big problems all right so let's do it another one i think this is the the last one about forgetfulness okay scripture says hell and perdition are manifest to the lord this refers to ignorance of heart and forgetfulness yeah well, he using these words from Proverbs, um, and uh, under this, how it is English, right? This ignorance, ignorance of heart, of heart and, and forgetfulness. <coughs> yeah, perdition. Yeah, hell and perdition. Mm-hmm. Hell and perdition is uh, are revealed, and so he compares that. Forgetfulness is like this hell. Um, uh, and and he says that as a hell, those those realms are not hidden in front of God. So those those things which we forget or we neglect are they are not hidden in front of God too. <coughs> And because of that, we will carry. There will be we will be taken on. We will need to give account from that. This this remembrance of the things, the keeping these God things and things of our soul, is sign of our love to God. And it's a sign that 
our desire for heaven is alive in us. And uh, this is a tough thing because if you don't pay attention, we can easily go to that state of mind that if somebody asks us, do you want to go to heaven? I say, sure, I want. Do you love God? Sure, I love God. But how like shallow it is many times and how not true it is. How can I say I love God if I don't keep his commandments? He tells us that if you love me, you keep my commandments. And those who keep my commandments, though, those are my friends, those love me. How can I say that I want salvation, that I want to go to heaven, if there is no tension during the day in me, tension which is pushing me towards uh, doing things which are um, which are connected uh, with uh, with God, and this is, you know, this is a reminder to be vigilant and pay attention to these things. This uh, this is. Um, um, what church reminds us very often, there is a, this Psalm 119, the longest psalm in, in the book of Psalms. It is like whole katisma, it's just one psalm. And uh, <clears throat> in our, uh, this liturgy of hours, it's like this compline or midnight prayer the center of this prayer, every day we pray this psalm, 119. And the, if you recall this psalm, maybe we never have homework. No, <laughs> that's right. Maybe it would be good homework for now. <laughs> no, just, if you, if you wish, you know, just read that psalm and, and with like some kind of new new eyes mm. to understand what psalm it's beautiful psalm and many times we use this part of the psalm we are using for funeral service so beautiful mm -hmm. but you can find that, that this desire of man to keep God's word God's commandments this desire is expressed in this psalm and we can find again and again there there understanding more than uh, silver and gold. Your word is more for me than silver and gold. Mm -hmm. and, and other things that, that, that this psalm teaches us to see value of God's commandments, God's words, God's instructions. And there is a, even like this cry of a person towards God to give me understanding of this law. Give me this love, strength to keep these commandments. And it's beautiful, beautiful something which... And, and the intention what church put it to this liturgy of hours every day, during weekdays, evening, it is to teach us. This is something you have to cultivate in your, in your life. This desire 
to keep God's word, God's commandments, and to ask for strength, for grace to be able to do this. It is beautiful, Salman. Uh, many times you have to, we have to read it from uh, this different perspective. We read that in this way, that actually we are asking God to keep us vigilant, keep us attentive to his word. That it is like prayer, which uh, it's beautiful and, and, and pushes us on a correct path to, to, towards vigilance. So you can try it, Tom. So do this. So. One nineteen, yeah. And uh, one thing, another thing is that what helps to defeat uh, forgetfulness, um, uh, if you don't count prayer, it is spiritual or ascetical reading. This is very important, even a little bit from Holy Fathers. Look, one one sentence. If you read just one sentence from those sentences we went through today, it gives you like vitamins, vitamins for a whole day. You think about that, it is like very powerful. And and reading these 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 things even a little bit during day uh, every day, it keeps this correct zeal in your heart and desire, vigilance and. Uh, and this protects us against this forgetfulness. Some comments in the end, or nothing? Question? Good. Thank you.